Welcome back, Sprinkles. In this episode, I am going to interview my husband, Don, about being a step-parent and uh, what his thoughts are on it and kind of give, well, what my thoughts are on it, being an outsider. Um, When Don met me, we were 28. I was 20. It was my 28th birthday. Yeah. By the time I was 23, I had three children. And uh, he had none. And so he came into, um, I don't want to call it a situation, but into, <laughs> into a relationship, um, well, that was already uh, a pre-made family, basically. Um, I had two sons and a daughter. My oldest son was like 13. Um, my next in line was Reagan. She was four. Craig was three. Yeah. Four, almost five. Yeah. Three, almost four. Yeah. 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 So, um, and I had talked to him and I asked him if he had ever thought about having children. And he said, no. (laughs) And, but I guess that meant that he really loved me or he was in love. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of things that I've got to kind of clear up from what I, from what I hear right here. Um, as far as me never having kids before, uh, I, I'd say it's probably more than that. It's uh, not only never having kids, but never been around young kids either. So I think like some people, you know, they have exposure from being around <laughs> <laughs> younger family members or something. And, and you didn't really I've have I've never that. been around younger kids or anything. I guess I babysit a couple of times, but... Uh, never been around kids at all. Well, and he got thrown right in. I would say I waited a little bit before I introduced mm-hmm. him to the kids. Um, our first outing we had my uh, that we had a child with us was my oldest son, and he was 13, and we went to Ruby Tuesdays. And uh, I will let Don give his, you know, view on how that went down. Um, my my sons are very protective of me. I think it was awesome, <laughs> I, but it was definitely one of the first, you know, exposures being around him. And and uh, he was a teenager, like he was just became a teenager. Yeah, just barely. He, but he, uh, I remember that he had asked the waitress, or you had asked the waitress for a fork, and we we're just no, it was kinda, a straw. Oh, a straw. That we were I'm just really all kind of sitting there. And, uh, you know, we were enjoying our meal, whatever. It wasn't a big deal. And then all of a sudden he turns around to the waitress the next time he comes that she came around and, uh, excuse me, ma'am. Uh, my mom asked for a straw like 20 minutes ago and you still have not brought her one. Could you please bring her a straw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was, uh, you know, it was good. Good experience. Well, and then the second time I, Introduced him to the two younger ones, which was my daughter and my son, and we had taken them to a McDonald's Playland, and um, my middle boy had to go to the restroom, and me being basically a single mother, because my ex-husband, he kind of lived his life and worked a lot, so I was always with the kids, and... I had to, um, excuse our dogs. I had to, um, 
basically teach my sons how to go to the bathroom. And when we were out somewhere, I always took my sons in with me. So we're in the... She had them pee sitting down. So what? They also didn't get pee anywhere. No. No. So long story short, um, they're in the playland. Of course, you know, you have to take off your shoes to get in the little gross cesspool of balls that was there back in the day. (laughs) Who knows what was in it? But... Craig gets out and he's like, um, I gotta go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, buddy. And I'm, I'm getting ready to take him. And I'm like, well, put on your shoes. And Don's like, no, 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 it's okay. Like I can, I can take him to the bathroom. And, uh, I'm like, uh, okay. I was really unsure. And, um, he says, well, get your shoes, buddy. And well, Craig can't find his shoes. Well, Go ahead, Don. I'm going to let you go ahead and give well, you. I, I mean, you know, I'm just sitting here and looking at this kid who's <laughs> got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, but you got to get on your shoes first, bud. You can't go into a McDonald's bathroom and uh, not have your shoes on. So I was trying to encourage him, hey, get your shoes on and come on, let's go. And he wasn't having any of it. And I, I, I was like, look, you just, ha- you just have to get your shoes on. You can't go walking into the bathroom without your shoes on. So he goes and grabs his shoes out of the little <laughs> cubby. And then he just kind of stops and he stands there for a minute <laughs> and a little turd ball falls out of his leg <laughs> on the ground. And I looked at him and he said, see what you made me do and pointed right at me. And I was like, I, I felt, I felt really bad for him, but it was, you know, like a quick grab it with a napkin and let's go. Come on, buddy. let's go. And then Don took him into the restroom and me being the helicopter mom I am, I like, you know, they're taking a little long. So I go up there and I see Don standing outside the bathroom and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't say that, but I'm like thinking in my mind, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like my kid's in the bathroom all alone. And he, I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, he's in there. I'm standing outside the door waiting for him. And, and like, I freaked out and, uh, Craig came out of the bathroom and I'm sure I'm Don's still traumatized by this, but go ahead. What did I do to him? Uh, you, you grabbed him and said, uh, who, who touched your butthole? <laughs> and I was like, nobody's going to touch people, my butthole in the bathroom. Okay. Come but, on. but people are laughing about this and I don't know the etiquette in a man's bathroom. Yeah. It's, it's not like that. He's filled me in since then, but yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I didn't know that. And as there, a mother there's a whole protocol, I, I think that women do need to understand that someday. And that, and that could be a topic. I mean, seriously, you could have a whole conversation just on etiquette in a men's bathroom. But we don't sit around and talk. We don't like look around and everything. You keep your eyes on the prize. You do your business and take care of it. That's it. There's no there's no commingling and, and talking in the men's bathroom. It just doesn't work that way. And I get that. But like with my childhood, and my background, I was always afraid that somebody was going to like hurt or touch my children. So that was that. Um, as, I, I get that. And as time went on, I think that, you know, um, you coming into the role that you came into, it wasn't an easy one. And even Craig at like four and five, I remember him saying stuff to you like, I know what you're trying to do. Yeah, there, there's... Um... That actually, that moment uh, touched my heart. So I, I got to kind of rewind a little bit. We, uh, we, uh, when we first met, I was in a uh, apartment, second story kind of a thing, and had my own place. And you know, we kind of met, and then 
we decided that we needed to get into a place of our own. And I remember the place clearly, and it was a duplex. And we had the kids, their own rooms and other things and had it kind of set up. And when we were first moving into that duplex, he took me, uh, I, I took him into and showed him where his room was and said, Hey, you know, buddy, what do you think of this? And, and he just kind of looked around and, um, and it really, I, you know, I kind of, it, it, it plucks at my heart, uh, whenever I think about it, um, but he stood up big and tall to me and kind of pointed with his hand. And I mean, this is like four years old. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm if whoever's listening, if they haven't seen me yet, you know, I, I, I'm like six, five and go two eighty. So, I, you know, I'm a big guy. And <laughs> this this guy is like four years old and he's all up to my knee and he holds up his hand and he says, I know what you're trying to do you're trying to steal my mom, aren't you? But from him is what he meant. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, no, buddy, I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that at all. I'm trying to, I'm trying to work on our family. And I said, for right now, you know, we, we can be friends and I'm just trying to do things with you and, uh, and be with you, you know, just as a family. I don't think I ever tried to, you know, I wasn't trying to be his dad or anything because he already had one but I was just trying to be another person in his life right but I think that that you know you say that but me looking in and not ever being in your position understand um step parents get the short end of the stick completely it's the worst job. Um, let's just break the ice. I mean, yeah, you, you think job. you think being um, a parent is selfless? I think being a step parent is probably even more so, because you come into and, and you're always going to be considered by those kids second best. Yeah. No matter yeah. how much you give, no matter what always you do, second string. Um, I mean, you could give them the world, and it's still. Yeah. And to me, like as, as your wife and as their mom, and after, you know, I watch everything that you've given them and that you've provided for them that I couldn't, or that their father couldn't, like, I'm not making him out, but I couldn't either. Um, it's just unfair. But it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, I, I, so I I know, but I'm just saying like in general, I, it's unfair. It is unfair, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I get into that situation and that's just, well, I I guess I got to start from the beginning. Okay. If we're going to talk about this, that, you know, um, and some of these things I, I, you know, I got to be kind of careful because uh, as my wife, most of this stuff, you know, but some of this you don't know. So in a way, if I'm saying something, it's something that I know you already know, but Definitely for the benefit of your listeners, I'm going to make sure that I kind of go through it. So when, you know, when I met these kids and when I met you, I knew that, you know, let's, <laughs> I, I knew that if I was going to be with you, that I needed to accept the kids as oh, well. Oh, 100%. It was, and, a, it was a package deal and, and yeah. I wouldn't have had it any other way. No. And, and so there was never any doubt that, 
you know, hey, I can, you know, is there any way I could have a relationship with you and not have a relationship with the kids or that it wasn't part of it? I think if you're if you're dating a woman that has kids, then you just you got to accept that, you know. Yeah, because if, if you can't accept that, then obviously it's not the place for you. No, absolutely. Because so, ev- most women, I can't say every woman, but most women like your your kids come first. That's that's just how it is. It's it's show me the money, right? Yeah. It's like you can't shoplift the pooty. There's no pooty. Shoplift sho- the poonanny. There's no shoplifting the pooty. No, you like, can't. Show no. me the money. You yeah. got it. There's, there's no shoplifting the pooty. You have to take the whole package deal or not. Yeah, absolutely. No, And I, and I knew that kind of going into it. Um, And so, you know, you're saying about it. It's, a, you know, selfless or selfless and uh, that it's the worst Even more job. so than being you a know, parent. It, it is to some extent, but it's also, uh, it's, it's also rewarding because I got to be in your kids' life and, and that's, uh, that was really rewarding for me. But let me, let me go ahead and back this up though. So that people don't think that I'm talking about you as, as a step parent. And the truth yeah. is, as most people, when you introduce our children, you don't ever call them your stepkids, nor have no. you ever classified them as that. So, okay. So there's a little bit of backstory that I've got to go to and, and that would have to be with my dad. All right. So, uh, my dad, you know, and explain kind of my family, you know, I have brother and two sisters and we're all from the same mom and dad. So, uh, but you know, I got out of my family early. We had a whole lot of family drama. Um, but you know, growing up, I was always really close with my dad and, uh, you know, he used to tell me stories and we used to go places like we'd go to, you know, Missouri. And this is like flying from New Hampshire to go to Missouri and we'd go see my, my uncles or we'd go see my grandpa, grandpa and um, go see some other people that he knew growing up. And he would always tell me stories about it. And, and I always knew that he had told me that his who he called his dad uh, was actually his uh was his stepdad and that was Harold by the way. Right. Um, and that was somebody that his mom had met later on in life, but the person that he called dad, he knew that he was an illegitimate birth if we still have that terminology. And, uh, so he didn't ever knew who his real father was when, when, uh, he was growing up. And of course he, he, I know now, but I didn't know, we never knew who his real father was and haven't confirmed that. Um, but he always told me that his stepdad or later dad was Harold and he liked Harold, uh, not so much that he liked him, but that he was at least fair and treated him and all his siblings about equally. And as far as his, his, uh, his other dad, his first dad that, uh, was, really upset with him because he was born or conceived while he was in the military and away from home and come home and his wife is, you know, uh, pregnant with child and he hasn't been in the area for a good year. Right. And so he comes home and finds, you know, here's my dad and he knows that he's an illegitimate birth and, um, and he abused him 
and he was really mean to him. And so that's something that always stuck with me was that I, I knew right off that it, it doesn't matter to me that if, you know, if it was stepkids or adopt kids or anything else, my dad really looked at Harold as more of a dad than his first dad, David. Right. And, or Donald, sorry, his, his first dad, Donald. And so he always looked up to his second dad more than he did his first one. And so that kind of, you know, I guess triggered something or spoke something to me was that, and, he, and even though, it, you know, in the back of my head, I got to say that there's always a, you know, a sticky point. You're always wondering whether or not an actual child of yours can be as close to you as your actual blood biological child. I mean, I guarantee that's something that messes with a guy's head. That's something that he's going to think about and, and wonder whether or not that can happen. Right. But I got to say that, uh, you know, it it absolutely, as far as my dad was concerned, when he told me that story, it always stuck in my head that it didn't matter if that I was a stepdad or, or what, that I could be just as much as influence in his, in the kid's life than, you know, an actual biological father. And so, and in this case, I wasn't trying to, you know, getting into your kid's life, I wasn't trying to replace anybody or do anything like that, but I was just going to be another person there. But that being said, I absolutely needed to, you know, I'm, I'm going that I am uh, going to establish as head as head of household. And so that kind of is something, you know, to make sure that they understand that, Hey, you know, this is, this is my house and I'm in charge of it. And, you know, we're going to make some rules and this is just what we're going to do. I'm kind of laughing in my brain right now. Why are you laughing? Because you say that and then they're always like, if they, they'll be like, we'll ask mom. Well, <laughs> that's a topic for another day. <laughs> we'll get into that. But no, and and I get that. But you have to understand that, like I've watched you do it, and um, you have completely went above and beyond. I mean, I've had step parents too, and uh, unfortunately, mine wasn't that good of a deal. I was always treated differently. Um, when I went into a step family, um, I was the kid that sat there with my mom's ex-husband's family that they would have these huge family Christmases and all the kids would get all kinds of toys and I'd be sitting there with nothing. Yeah, I would never. And that's why I've, and, and, you know, there's, there's things that we learn from that. I mean, I know that you can say we've had even, you know, some kids come live with us throughout the years that we've kind of adopted, taken in. And I've always, you know, went out of my way. That's the only, you know, type of experience I have with that kind of situation is taking in children that weren't ours that were in abusive situations or what have you that came to live with us. And, um, I've always made sure that they were treated just the same way as our kids were because of the way I was treated as a stepchild. It's similar, except, uh, you know, no, I know that's what I'm saying. That's the only experience. No, I get it that, but you know, I'm channeling uh, Dave Chappelle at this moment when I'm thinking, uh, you know, this might be a controversial idea, Uh, except for the fact that now that I've been with these kids and they've been in my life for so long, um, and I mean this in the nicest possible way I could ever say it, uh, my relationship with them has nothing to do with you now. No, of course. 
And that's a way I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. I, I love those kids. As and I know you do. And that's what I'm saying. And I think that's the best outcome that anyone could hope for. I don't think that that's why I said when I said you've went above and beyond, whether, you know, something happened to me or whatever, like I know that you would still be there for them. Absolutely. I would. So that's, that's kind of my point is that it's once, once you get to that point and you're, you know, establishing these relationships that started out as your stepchildren, um, they're, they're just your children. They're not, they're not any different than the two children we had together. No. And like I said, a lot of that is because, uh, you know, it is a conscientious, it was a conscientious decision going into it. And like I said, you know, the stuff that happened with my dad and what I knew what happened with my dad and how he spoke to me about his second father, Harold, and what, you know, what respect he had for him and, and other things. And that, you know, his, uh, his first dad really would, uh, you know, abuse him and do horrible things to him. Meanwhile, his other, you know, his real biological, uh, children got treated very well and, right. and he didn't. And, uh, you know, he, he talked to me about that a lot and I always kind of took that on and, you know, here we were in the situation that, you know, of course I was very attracted to you and wanted to see you more and do more things. And I knew you had kids, but that didn't really phase me. It, it just, you know, I, well, and I, I can't tell you that I was, I really wasn't looking for a family. I wasn't looking for, you know, here's a woman with kids and let me go do that. I, I just, it just happened. And I, and, um, I had to make a decision. No, I, can't I don't think either one of us at that point were really looking for a relationship. It just happened. No, we weren't. Absolutely. We were not. In fact, I, I wasn't looking for a relationship at all. It was like the opposite, just getting in out of the military kind of, you know, into school and doing my thing. And, um, you know, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't what I was uh, looking for, but as soon as he hit me, I mean, I, w I was locked on. It was like, that's, uh, yep, that's what I'm going to do right there. Well, and then, you know, it hasn't been the easiest as the years have went on. Um, the kids have had struggles. Um, my oldest child has had struggles, and um, I think there's been several situations where, he even went to you before he came to me. Hashtag, I think he was 16 and got a porno stuck somewhere. <laughs> and I thought he was, something horrible had happened. He's like, dad. And you go yeah, right down Yeah, he didn't want to talk to his mom. Yeah, and you guys aren't telling me what's happening. I'm like, oh my God, is he, he okay? Like, what's happening? Because mom can't know about pornos getting stuck in portable DVDs. No. So, you know, that's not the only situation. I mean, there's certain things that the boys only want to talk to dad about or and it does and it hasn't even mattered anymore that you know what I mean like it's it's dad that's just that's it and uh there's certain things you can't talk to mom about so the only the only time it's ever the only time it's ever got to me is uh you know there's times when I feel hurt that you know especially when they're talking to the real dad over the phone or something and they turn around and, you know, they call me by my first name and it's like most of the time they're calling me dad and they're Mo saying, like a hundred percent of the time, usually when they're not in front of him, you mean? Yeah. And then, 
but I, I mean, I get it. I understand why, you know, when it's me, when both of us are around and they're, and they're like, Oh, Hey, Donnie. I mean, it's like, come on, <laughs> you're, you're playing, you're playing to them. I, mean, I think, yeah, I think most says because they're afraid to hurt their, their biological dad's feelings. I knew, I knew what it was. Yeah. And, but, but it, I know, it I know it's it, unfair. It gets me. It's unfair. Well, and it's unfair for, for a parent, a biological parent to, you know, do you know how many kids I've had come in my house and call me mom? Yeah. And I think it's unfair for a biological parent to be mad about that. That's just my personal opinion, because why are you going to balk at more people loving your child? Because it's it's one of those things. It's I mean, I can understand where where people come from. It's the title, I guess. It's the title, I guess. And most of the time there's only one. And I get it. Um, but that being said, I I love those kids and I would do anything for them. I know you do. And I know, you know, you've put uh, two through college. Um, soon to be three now with ours, with Isaac. And, you know, um, it's something that, like I said, that without you and like what we've built, I wouldn't have been able to do on my own nor with their dad. So, you know, like, like I said, I feel like being a step parent is even more selfless than being a parent. Um, because you come into a situation where, you know, in, in most situations, the kid's already born several years old, you know, so you're coming into a situation where they have all this background. And most of the time in my situation baggage with me, because of, you know, my relationships and stuff that I had before that they unfortunately had to, you know, see and hear. And uh, you kind of got um, not just kids with baggage, but you got a wife with baggage. So um, you've kind of had to... We we all have baggage. But I mean, I I hate... Nobody is unencumbered. Mine needed a couple fucking steamer trunks, okay? but still... I mean, we all have some type of baggage and your kids were definitely not baggage. They were. A bonus no, thing. I mean what they've dealt with. I, was kind I know of... that. I know. I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I was, I'm just saying that the kids themselves and, and you know, and and the stuff that they went with it, it, none of it, even though I understand where you're coming from and you're saying it was baggage. It just it's life, you know, I and and I think that, you know, when I when I got into it and it was like, OK, well, I, I'm here in this position and here I am, you know, going to be with your kids. And, and I, I kind of had to just kind of let the relationship develop whatever it was going to be. I mean, uh, you know, still I, I'm, I'm always, you know, concerned about that and it's, you know, how am I building the relationship with the kids and making sure that, you know, that they, that I'm always there for them. And I always wonder that, you know, whether or not, uh, you know, because sometimes they call me, but most of the time I think they call you, but I'm not necessarily a small talk kind of guy. So if you're going to call me, you're calling me because it's something important. Something's going on. Right. Something's going down. This is what's happening. I need you right now. And and I've always felt like they've they've been free to do that. So, yes, I know how much you put into developing those relationships. But now we're to a point where, you know, 
dad here with of my three kids um they're all now jason was 13 then reagan was we said five-ish craig was four-ish and you know we now have one going on 31 one going on 25 and one that's 23 so with all this stuff that we've went through, you know, and you being stepdad with them growing up, now they're all adults and we actually have three grandsons. So what are your, when you look at them now, like, and you look back on it all, what is, what are your highlights? Highlights of when they were growing up or just like just in general? In general. I, you know, there's some times that I feel like, uh, you know, they got me wrong or they misunderstood something or, you know, that there's been some challenges. I, I remember a friend of mine, uh, Gary, Gary, Gary DePoyster. Um, he's an old friend of mine up in New Hampshire and he had adopted a kid. It was an Asian kid. And uh, him and his wife, and it was some type of program specifically. And uh, and he had told me as he was growing up, and uh, you know, I had known him for years. And I guess at some point, his uh, son that he adopted uh, had came up to him and like chewed him out and said, "You know, I wish you'd never adopted me." And he ended up talking to me about this. And uh, I remember telling him you know, I think he's just trying to, he's trying to get at you or say something to you in some way that he can, some way he knows that is going to hurt you. He doesn't necessarily mean it. He's just trying to get back at you because, you know, your kids can't really get back at you physically. I guess maybe one of them could me now, but uh, I, I don't believe that, especially as they're younger, they can't really physically do anything to you. So they try to do something verbally or they try to say something that's going to hurt you because they want you to feel some type of pain or they want to get at you for something. And, um, and it's kind of the same way. There's, there's been some things said by the kids that, you know, kind of hurts me. And I think that they know it hurts me. And, um, but I try not to take it too deep because of essentially what I told Gary was that at some point, you know, your kids are going to say something to you that it's going to try to get back at you. And it's, it's meant to kind of hurt your feelings or, you know, some type of revenge or retribution against you or something, but not to take it too personally. As a child that, um, my dad died when I was young and I didn't get to know them and, um, well him and, it's not necessarily that you say stuff to like try to hurt them. It's that you have a feeling of being lost and not knowing who you are. So the people that are closest to you, you lash out to because you lose a sense of self when you don't know who your real parents are. And I feel, I felt that many of times when I was a child that, um, I lashed out, acted out because I didn't know who I was. Like I was, I was lost and, you know, uh, I never got to interact with my dad's family after he was murdered and, uh, not until I was old enough to, to do it on my own. So I think that's what that is. But like back to the question is that's not a highlight that I asked you about. (laughs) Um, if that's a highlight, we're in some big fucking trouble. Yeah, um, it's, it's a highlight. <laughs> I mean, I know that I'm saying 
I'm talking about some negative things, but you know, the point is, is that we can have, we can have negative things happen, but we can overcome them. Of course. You know, of course I have highlights, you know, we had a new Orleans trip. Uh, of course that was, that really wasn't all that long ago, (laughs) eight years ago or so. Um, but that but, was a first family vacation. But that was we went a first on family we, vacation. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some times at, you know, uh, different groups that we've been to and taking, uh, you know, my metal boy fishing, you know, or, uh, <laughs> or going to the movies with my oldest boy. Or, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. Or going to the dirt track with all of them. It's, it's just uh, there's a lot of good memories. We like to watch stuff go fast. Go fast. Go we fast. like them to go fast. Uh, there's a lot of good memories I have, but I, I also feel like, uh, you know, some of the best memories I have are overcoming things and, um, you know, not necessarily seeing eye to eye and then coming back at it and, and, and feeling like we're family. Yeah. And, and I, and I wish, you know, I know, I know that, I know that my boys and my, and my girls, but I, I know that especially my boys will see they understand where I was at at the time. And they know that I had a lot of things that I feel that were struggles on me and, you know, about making sure that family was taken care of. And, you know, there was a roof over their head and food on their plates. Um, and I, you know, I think that every, every parent has a struggle that they wonder whether or not they're doing enough for their kids or, you know, trying to, achieve that balance between working too hard or, you know, spending time with your family. And, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's, it's working hard. It's doing things that all, all the time ends up, you know, getting the best of your time, which is unfortunate. And I always felt bad that I I couldn't do more. I wish I could have done more uh, with them. I wish I had more time to spend with them. I still do. I think every, every parent wishes that, but yeah, no, exactly. And that's what I mean is I don't think that that's necessarily different, uh, you know, as far as my position. So that's what I'm saying. It was a real easy transition to go from, uh, you know, to go from stepdad to a a real parent. And now, like I said, I'm, I'm not, I, I never tried to, I never told them that they had to call me dad or anything else. But yes, I know that I filled a dad type of role within their life. Well, and I know it was an easy transition because um, I'm going to be real. I breed winners. <laughs> so, I mean. Wow. <laughs> he said, wow. I breed winners. <laughs> I mean, they're cool as shit. Yeah, they are. Every they are. one of them. All five of them. I, like, I love them all. They're, they're all individually like cool people. Yeah, no, they are. I'm extremely proud of all of them. I, oh, I'm yeah. just saying that I I never tried to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, one of the most important things to come out of this is that, especially if you're getting into that role as a step parent is that you don't go pushing your weight around, like you're in fucking charge that just no. how isn't, yeah, that doesn't, that's go not going to well. work. You can't, yeah. you can't go into it thinking, Hey, uh, by the way, uh, I'm getting it with your mom. So I'm in charge and you're just going to have to listen to me. That's just not the way it's going to work. Well, no. And I feel like that's, that's how a lot of people do go into it. I, I or, do too. 
I, I and see it's a lot not of people a, it's not only that. that. I mean, how many times do you see like a new boss come into a situation and do the exact same thing in society? Like it's that's real life. Like they come in just like ready to push the weight around instead of like developing a relationship. It's, and it's not just that. It's 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 what we call okay. So in the military, we used to have like a phrase for that. It that was dick push-ups. Okay. Yeah, it, no. it was called dick push-ups. Why? Because you can only really just do one. That, that's why. I just almost choked on my Moscato. Because the idea is, is there's somebody there that's only uh, is only uh, dependent on their rank to get them by, and not because of they developed respect with the people that they work with. Right. And that's and that's and that's exactly what it is. Trying to be a stepdad, getting into a position, and not trying to develop some type of respect or relationship with your kids or anything, and just going in there hoping that your rank alone. The fact that, you know, you're with their mom, that that somehow gets you some type of authority. It doesn't. Or respect. And no, it doesn't. Yeah. Absolutely. You you have to build it. And, 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 and don't just because you built it or just because you put in the time, you can't expect that you're necessarily going to be in that position. I mean, I'm fine with if my stepkids that always wanted to call me, you know, Donnie, and that's it. And they never called me dad. That there was no ever any issue. They didn't have to call me dad. I didn't never expect it. Right. Um, they they helped guide where the relationship went to. So the only time I've ever felt like kind of slighted is it's like all of a sudden my 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 title changes when some, <laughs> when other people are around, and it's kind of like what yeah. the fuck. But I knew why they did it, so I was never really mad about it. I mean, I get salty and I tell them stuff about it, but I I'm not really upset about it. I understand where it comes from. Yeah, I, I do. So that never bugged me. But the, the whole idea is, is that when you get into a situation like that, if you're going to take on stepkids, then you have to let that relationship evolve organically. You can't force yourself into the situation. You're just going to have to let it be whatever it is. And if you can't accept that, then don't get into it in the first place. Yep. Because don't, don't be shoplifting no, the pootie. Well, and that's what I'm saying. You can't get all you can't get all hurt feelings and saying, "Oh, well, this isn't working out" or whatever, because your kid refuses to call me dad or refuses to give me this respect or something else. Well, you shouldn't have got into that situation to, to begin with. I agree. So, I mean, that's that's the first thing, and uh, you know, I think the second thing is if you're going to have kids, you treat them all equally. Sorry, that's what it is. Yep. I agree with that as well. And and I don't, you know, I know that uh, there's been some question in the past or whatever. You know, oh, no, these kids, but... our kids always, and, and I think that's in any family, is always worried about who's getting what and if someone's uh, getting more. I, I swear. I, I hope that's not the case. I hope that they look back at it, whatever, when they're older and realize that I treated them all the same because really, I really try to treat them all the same. You mean just, they're all spoiled rotten brats? Yeah. Hey, that's, they, you know, I we wanted it that way. I wanted it for them. And, and if they're kind of spoiled, then that's just fine because I wanted to give them things that I did not have. And I don't want them hampered by the, some of the shit that I grew up with. So I'm fine with them being a little spoiled. That's I feel fine. the same way. Just you know. fine by that. Well, thank you for giving us your input, sir. Well, you're welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. See you next time. Okay, happy listeners. If you're hearing this, we've just finished an episode and we are begging for you to 
Give us a follow, please. And give us some ratings. And five star is what we prefer, but we also prefer that you're honest. Look, that's great. What are you doing right now? You're you're driving along, you listen to this podcast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Now look, in the next hour or so, while you're hiding from your boss in a stall watching TikTok videos or spanking the monkey to Pornhub, <laughs> take a take a couple minutes and instead jump on Spotify or jump on whatever podcast you're using to listen to this and give us a rating. Thank you.